Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and B Smut on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Yes, it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJD Cooks and Beast Mike. Beast Mike? Yep. Yep. What's happening, everyone? Uh, it's um, it was hot in the city today. It's like isn't it, it was nice. hot? It was very hot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was very hot, and we um decided um I almost forgot we also decided to spotlight some charities. Yes. Uh, yeah, so D. Cooks wanted to uh, kind of obviously what's been going on in the world so far over the last three of uh, last two and a half three weeks. Uh, it's been kind of chaotic. It's been nuts. So he wanted to for us to kind of spotlight some things and kind of show some love uh, the support of the, the black community, which I truly, truly appreciate. I'm, I'm obviously black, and uh, obviously D. Cooks is, is white. Uh, so I truly appreciate the love that that he's a uh, that he was thinking about uh, putting on. So yeah. what I did, what I, I ended up finding some um, some businesses actually. I went, I took it a little bit of a different direction, uh, and some businesses to support uh, in the black community uh, for everyone here, and some uh, and some restaurants because I've been doing a local kick since this pandemic started of kind of buying local, kind of uh, supporting smaller businesses. And like ordering from some local spots around town, so that, that's been a pretty good, a uh, pretty good sign. But there's been some uh, some businesses to support here, like Brown, uh, Brown Capital Man, Capital uh, Brown Capital Management, uh, Beauty Bakeria. That's, that's a business in San Diego. Brown Capital Management's in Baltimore. Uh, we got Briodego, which is in New York. Uh, there's Curl. He's all from Forbes, by the way. I'll send the links out. Uh, they're into in Dallas. Uh, Estu going uh, back in New York again. Uh, Mayavin is in Oakland. Uh, McBride Sisters Collection also Oakland. Uh, these, are, these are where their headquarters are at. Uh, Nightlight Pediatric is in Sugarland, Texas. We got a Red Bay Cafe in Oakland, a coffee in Oakland as well. And there's been some other ones here, but I'll send the links out in a moment. The other thing that I, I found, which I, I find to be really cool, there's an app for those in the Philly, Detroit, and Atlanta areas. There's actually an app where one could actually do what I've been doing, which is kind of supporting local areas. But this one's called Black and Mobile with a bunch of there's uh, several different restaurants that are black owned that one could actually support and, uh, and show some love to uh, during this time. Really, any time in general. It looks like there's some really good foods here. There's a whole lot of different restaurants in the Philadelphia area. They kind of got kind of uh, separated it by region of the city. So you can kind of order from them, and they'll deliver similar to like DoorDash. So I, I really, I found that to be a really cool, uh, cool sign. Um, and um, something I'm passionate about is mutual aid. Um, 
um, Philly. Um, mutual aid is basically a charity that helps disabled folks and people in in affected communities need that need aid, essentially. Mm-hmm. Basically, with with um, resources and with with like helping to helping getting independence towards um they help underserved communities um they help if you want to help with grocery shopping prescription pickup cash emotional support truly anything you you can fill out fill out out form and they can reach with you anything that's not medical care you know Mm, okay. And and they work in Center City and in South Philly. Mutual aid is, is all any city in the country, but but I I like the spot like Philly because we're from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um and um I heard I I sort of heard I sort of heard like I want to donate to something that that affects my community as well, you know. And it's a good way to affect my. So my. So my. Um. I I can't speak today. <laughs> my um charity is mutualaidphilly.org.com. And you can read about it there. Um, and, um, um, and it's definitely a good cause. All right. So, yeah, before we get into wrestling, the other thing I want to, like, uh, kind of get into or kind of show some love to is uh, as much as the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement's kind of taking over the world, let's not, for, let's not lose sight that it is Pride Month. Uh, twenty. Yeah, probably twenty twenty here. The, the LGBT community. Uh, there's no normal celebration. Their annual celebration around the globe. I wish all, I. I know some friends who are in, in some of those my categories. My brother and my sister are LGBT. Right. So let's. Uh. So they, let's not lose sight that uh, it's it's their month as well. And uh, I'm sure there's some celebrations uh, going around the United States. And the world, for that matter. Um, unfortunately, I think Boston might have canceled some because because of what's been going on. But uh, but yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff that happens over the last month. So hopefully, uh, things are yeah. In the wake of protests, Boston did cancel their um their a lot of their rallies because of the protests. But uh, hopefully, things are able to uh go on. Um, they calm down for the protests. I noticed a lot of the Center City stuff has been reopened, so it looks like things are going to be okay in Center City, Philly. Uh, Michigan's doing a thing for Pride Month as well. There's going to be a lot of uh, online exhibitions. The Guardian has a, has a good uh, uh, link of uh, online celebrations. So hopefully um, everyone, the, those who are, and, and even those who support uh, the LGBT community, uh, can do their thing and kind of bring awareness to Pride Month. So let's not lose sight of that as well. Yeah, let's I- not lose sight of all the minorities and all the um, people who are allies as well. Who- right. But yeah, I I don't want to make it sound awkward. 
No, 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 no. I think it was good that we that we uh, kind of showed some love and kind of spread the word in, in these uh, particular endeavors uh, just to yeah. kind of kick this off. But uh, but we're here for wrestling, and that's what we normally do. But we're do. here for wrestling, and yeah, and yeah, and we love we love wrestling, and that's what we're here for. And where do you want to start? This is a, this is a loaded week. Oh, oh yeah, and um, also there's some UFC had a couple had some fights that had a big show. UFC 250 last week. Yep, UFC 250 last week had had some good stuff, and there were some Nyquil moments, which I'm very happy about uh, on Saturday night. There were some Nyquil moments. I'm actually going back on the Twitters to uh to refine those Nyquil moments where, where people got people got dropped, and it was it was quite hilarious. 49 was pretty good too. Um, Is what? UFC 249 was pretty good too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So there was a sugar show. The sugar show happened. And it happened smooth. I I don't know. Watching the, the knockout. Ironically, the sugar show runs through when the come through run through KO. As is, is ironically, his hair is painted rainbow color. His his dreads were, his braids were, were rainbow colored, and delivered the goods with a with a thunderous right hand, and then they basically deleted his opponent from verticality. It it, it, it happened well, so that, that's obviously that's a good nightclub moment, uh, right there. Cody so, Garbrandt delivered a knockout to Rafael Santel as yes, I saw that second knockout in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, was that, was pretty some, nice. that was some good. That was some good Nyquil. Yep, yep. He got caught. Yeah, he definitely did caught at the end of that. So yeah, so we got even got some good Nyquil involved. UFC 250. So from what I understand, and, and um, Nunez with another dominating performance. Uh, Amanda Nunez uh, putting in more work. Fifty to 44, 50 to 44, 50, 45. Yeah, so Amanda Nunez did a thing as well, winning all the rounds and retaining her championship. So Amanda does her thing. So okay. We got. What do you want to do first? You want to do takeover in your house? You want to do New Japan Cup? Uh, let's leave the Wednesday night stuff to to later. Um, let's do New Japan Cup. I am super psyched that New Japan is coming back Monday. Yes. With a special, with a special, and then Tuesday with New Japan Cup. It it's really exciting. Yeah, so this this kind of this news dropped on yesterday. This news dropped yesterday, and I think it caught everybody by surprise. Like, oh, New Japan's coming back! Like, oh, let's everybody was tripping about it. So there's two, there's sixteen, uh, sixteen guys on the bracket. Uh, thirty-two. The, the, the 30, yeah, you're right. Thirty-two guys in the bracket here. Uh, there's gonna be some matches coming on next Tuesday and next Wednesday. And the matches on the following Monday and Tuesday. So, D. Coops, do you want the left side or the right side of the bracket? Um, I'll go starting. I have the one starting in the date. So, like I got, so, I got the so, whole bracket. So, I have the whole bracket too, but I, I have them by date as well. So, yeah, I'll go them by date. So, so Tuesday, June sixteenth, the first mm-hmm. round. Is going to be Togi Makabe versus Yota Suji, Tomohiro Ishii versus El Desperado, Toriano versus Jado, and Tomoaki Hama versus Hiromu Takahashi. 
and that and the winners from from that Togi Makabe from Yotsuji is going to face Tomohiro Ishii, and you know all these winners are mutually exclusive. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. First round. Kazuchika Okada gets his hands finally on Gato. No this has been what? It's been what? A year and a half? Uh, like, almost two years in the making? Almost? Yeah, almost two years in the making. Um, Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki. Yuya Yamura versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Gabriel Kidd, who's actually a young lion li- living in Japan. Okay. This is Taiji Ishimori. And those are the matches on June 17th. They're, there's going to be one non-tournament match in, in each of these. Mm-hmm. For Monday, June 22nd. We have so, Hiroshi, and all of these are going to be taking place at an undisclosed location, except for the finals, which is going to be taking place at, a, at approximately a third of capacity Osaka Joe Hall. Mm-hmm. That's on now the finals on July 11th, and so the right side of this bracket that will start June 22nd is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tai Chi, Kota Bushi versus X Saber Jr., which uh, that's a match I'm certainly looking forward to. This is the bracket of death right here. Right. Yeah, this, 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 yeah, this, this June 22nd uh, start date. This is the group of death. Absolutely, is the group of death. Uh, Rice Kid Taguchi versus Sonata and Sho versus Shingo. This is definitely the group of death bracket. You're, you're not kidding. This, this is the group of death bracket. This, this looks like it's the hardest bracket of the four. And then we got uh, um, the stuff that's happening June 23rd. So, so two weeks from two weeks from yesterday, uh, we got Her- Hiroshi Tenzan versus Yoshihashi, Yo versus Bushi, Satoshi Kojima versus Evil, and Hiroki Goto versus Yujiro Takahashi. So that actually stuff, that's the matches for June 23rd. And on the left side of the bracket that D. Cooks revealed, there are the semifinal, the quarterfinal matches are going to, or the, the round of 16s are going to be on June 24th. On the bracket side I revealed, the round of 16s are going to be on, on July. July 1st. And First then round. each quarterfinals all four quarterfinal matches are going to take place on. All the quarterfinals are going to take place on July second. Mm-hmm. All the semifinals are going to take place on July third. But and then the finals July eleventh. So I think the thing that sticks uh, sticks out to me here is the disadvantage that the right side of the bracket's going to have when like just just the matter just the, the time difference. It seems from okay, their their first match is almost is a week after almost. Uh, the, their first matches are a week after the the bracket on the left side. Yeah, and then, at, and then after that, like it's like okay, everything's on the twenty fourth. They, they they go week after, they go week after. But the the disadvantage comes in the round in the quarterfinals, where they only have one day of rest, and like or, yeah, it's just, it's just the, the time it's just the timing. Of the other matches, I mean that—that's the part that that kind of surprise, that throws me off a little bit. So, but this should be a very good tournament. I, I think this is going to be a very good tournament. Um, the round one match you're most looking forward to. <laughs> this is not even a question. 
Okay. Uh, it's either Shingo or Sh- versus Show or or Zack Saber Jr. versus Kota Ibushi. Yeah, Saber Ibushi definitely for me, and because I'm a fan of the story of, of the whole storylines and like it and stories playing out. Uh, Gato getting his comeuppance, I think, is it's of interest to me. How Khan is gonna finally get is finally gonna get his hands on Gato. I think Gato turned on him. Uh, two, oh yeah, almost two years ago, which led to all the stuff that happened with uh, with Jay White and Wrestle Kingdom, uh, last year. And I really that, like how uh, that's not gonna be in front of a crowd. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna be weird as hell, but. I think it's gonna it's gonna be good to see to see New Japan back. Uh, I think it's gonna be very. Well, now, uh, yeah, I do wonder like what are they gonna do? Are they gonna just just have nobody in the in the building but commentators and cameramen? Or are they gonna have a uh, are they gonna have like like wrestlers in the crowd, like young lions in the in the crowd, but like like AEW has had or WWE has had with, 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 with talent in the crowd. I do wonder I, how they're gonna play that part. Yeah. Yeah, so that, I think that's that's gonna be the other part that's intriguing. The match, the quality itself is is gonna be very good, but that's just what New Japan does. But I do wonder how they're gonna play that. I do wonder how they're going to play this. So that's the new, so that's New Japan. Sounds good on paper, but but in front of an empty building. Yeah. Concerns me a little bit, but, but who do you think's winning this thing? Be a good tournament. This... <sighs> I'm just just playing out the tournament in my head. So, uh, let's see. I would think. Oh God, this. That's a good question. This this is such a good tournament. Ah, oh, boy. I'm going to go. Yeah, there's a lot of storyline things that out of window. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think, I think you do have to start this with a clean slate. And if anybody beats the, if anybody beats um, Okada, probably get you probably get a title shot right away. I. I mean Naito. Or not? Yeah, right. Naito. That's for Naito has both titles. Um, yeah. So if anybody, so yeah, yeah, anyone gets a shot. At, yeah, Naito's not in this tournament, so yeah, whoever wins in theory, yeah, whoever wins gets Naito. So yeah. mm, honestly, I want to see Shingo win it. I want to see Shingo win it. I want I want to see Shingo get a, get a, get a shot at Naito. To tell, to tell the truth, I, I think that I think that would be really really entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's, I will that's go for Stablemate. Sonata. Okay. Yes, I'll go. I'll go Shingo. I'll go. I'll go. I, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see Shingo win one of these big tournaments and and kind of get put on. But yeah, I think yeah, I do agree. I think you have to. Um, I think you do kind of have to start this with a clean slate, and then uh, and you just take it from there. And the reason okay. why Zack Saber Jr. is in there is because he was in Japan. That makes sense because obviously he is British. So that makes that makes uh, that makes a ton of sense. So that's why he, that's why he's. He lives this. in Japan. He literally lives in Japan. Yes, so that, that's perfectly fine. 
so yeah, this tournament looks dope. Uh, obviously, we'll have uh, we'll we'll keep track of this tournament all the way through. Uh, it starts on Tuesday, so yeah, we'll, we'll obviously keep track of this. This tournament looks like it's gonna be dope. I'm getting my wrestling back. I'm getting yes. my wrestling back. Things are starting to come back. Things are starting. MLS coming back. Hockey's coming back in late July. NBA late July. MLS is coming back at the start of July. But things are starting to come back. Things are starting to really come back. I'm my wrestling but back. But D. Cooks is wrestling back. This is the company that the D. Cooks rolls with. Yeah, he rocks the AEW and to a lesser extent WWE. But New Japan is the company that D. Cooks literally stays up all night to watch. I kid you not. He will stay up all night to watch this. If this is on at 3 a.m. in the morning, D-Coops is like, all right, I'm in. Just give me what, just give me whatever caffeine I need to stay up. I got you. This is the company this, that D-Coops stays up for. And I, I do not, I mean that seriously. This, this is the company D-Coops rocks with on a full-time basis in New Japan. Yeah. So that, that's why when he says this is his wrestling back, he means that with a capital his, with a capital my. Let's go to take over in your house. I love the setup and the kind of like throwback kind of uh, cheesy promos that they did during the show. I thought that was a very nice touch to kind of with the yeah. nostalgia feel to it. I thought that was nice. So take over in your house uh, started off with a six woman tag of uh, Mia Yam, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox. Versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, kind of the, combining a couple rivalries here. Uh, it was it was the faces that got it done. Uh, Miriam and Candice LeRae fought to the back. More on them later. Which this left, had good energy. Hmm? This had good energy, I said. Yes, it did. It did. It definitely did have good energy from all six. All six women did their thing. Ultimately, it was Tegan Knox finally getting her revenge on Dakota Kai and finishing the deal. And getting the pin, so Tegan Knox is the solid win there. Yeah, it was a good show opener, a good good way to start the show. I go three and a quarter. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. That was it was a good way to, to begin things and begin the proceedings. Always the best match on the okay. show next. I'm not sure. Probably, I think it definitely was the best match. Uh, Finn versus Damian Priest, and Damian Priest really brought it. Damian Priest, uh, Priest, he, he absolutely brought his best. He brought his A game to Finn Balor. Uh, the match really turned at the point where Priest uh, tried to do the move on the stair, tried to do his move, his uh, crucifix bomb on the stairs. Instead, Balor countered and eventually sent Priest back first into them. From that point on, it was all Balor. Ross, one, two, three. Balor gets it done. But this was a very good match. I'd probably go four and a quarter for it. I thought, I thought this was very entertaining from start to finish. I'm right at four flat. Really good stuff okay. here. Really physical. Gargano Lee, a little too long for my liking. I like the quality. I like the chemistry. I like the psychology of Gargano working a lot of the offense on the eye because of the key thing he did last week and the hand because of, the, of, of trying to of jamming the hand into the steel steps. I did like that. Um, but this it, did not need to be a half hour. It did. This did not need to be a half actually, hour. It was, actually, it was 20 minutes. Actually, it was 20 minutes and change. It, was it about felt like half hour. It did probably feel a little bit longer than it needed to be. I think they, they absolutely went at a Gargano's pace. Once Gargano comes out with like 20 to 30 minute matches, as opposed to Keep Lee matches are usually like, it seems like 15 to 20. Uh, so this, this was, yeah. 
third. This needed to be. I think this needed to be a Keith, uh, Keith Lee's pace, which is for a guy his size, he goes with a faster, a faster match normally. Which it seems. I, I think that's the kind of uh, pace I would like to see if they like, run it, it back. Should have ended. This is where the match should have ended. After all the outside shit, and then they should have gone to the finish right after the outside shit. Now. The, the the interferences the media Candice interferences yeah that was out that was obvious based off of all the previous week's events do the do the um interference earlier in the match right then the outside stuff yeah then then the pounds and then Lee dominate then Lee basically closes it out from from pounds on from from pounds on so I think. I think if you if they had that match but sped it up by five minutes, I think it would have been perfectly fine. I I would I would have had no beef with it if it were all that's all the stuff they did but speed it up by five minutes. I think I think it would have been perfectly fine. I think that would have taken what I think was a, a three and a half star to a four or four and a quarter even if they sped it up by five minutes. So I think that that's the route I would go with this match personally. But I did uh, like. Johnny Gargano looking at the photo of Doc Hendricks. That was nice. The, that was not, that, that was a nice little um, little gra- um, edit that they did when uh when it had the house the Gargano house dinners and then kind of leading into the house setup, which I thought that that was a nice setup. I, I was a fan of that. And then the Gargano literally opening the opening the door, coming through the door, and then locking it with the key. I thought that was a really nice setup. I, I thought that was really good. Uh, I, I was a fan of that. Cole and Velveteen Dream in a parking lot brawl. Eddie and Cena, this was not. Uh, I just couldn't get into this match. I, I, I legitimately couldn't. I just couldn't get into it like I wanted to. And I'm a, I'm uh, a big fan of Velveteen Dream. Yeah. I just couldn't get into this match. This is horrendous. I, I, I couldn't get into it. I, I, just, I just could never really find my way into this match. Uh, it just never. It never appeared. And which is sad because normally in these last chance matches, the person with the last chance normally wins. I just, I just never got the sense throughout this match that Velveteen was actually going to win it. And that's sad, that's sad to me. Because I think Velveteen absolutely is a guy that could be an NXT champion or, or was, a champion on the main stage by now. But it was it, better it, than Money in the Bank. I'll give it that. Oh, but, but in the latter match, absolutely it was. But it's not, it, it's not as good, at, but it wasn't nothing good. It wasn't, la- it wasn't Last Rider to Firefly. It wasn't Last Rider to Firefly. But it, but it, was, it was probably... But it was definitely better than MITB, and better than uh, Gargano Chamba, the, the final heartbeat. Uh, I, that part I agree. Those, those, that I agree with. Velveteen sort uh, of like a badass, but I yes, he did. I sort of think if he's gonna look like that much of a badass, he should win. As I'm saying, like now, now what do you do with it? Like, there's nothing. Okay, he doesn't get that signature win. What, what do you do with him now? Do, do you call them up or do you have them fight other dudes in NXT? Uh, kind of, or do you have them stall until Cole loses? So, like, it is you kind of pay Velveteen Dream in, in a box now. Yeah. So, th- that that's my problem with it. I think I think it should have been Velveteen. Yeah. But Cole retains thanks to a little bit of help from Money Spirit Era and some Dexter Loomis stuff, which I'll get to later on in this broadcast. Uh, and Velveteen, Cole wins with the Panama Sunrise with a bunch of chairs. So Cole retains the title, and Velveteen can't challenge him until uh, challenge for the title until Cole loses. Uh, Karrion Cross 
versus Tommaso Ciampa. And um, this entrance sucks. This there entrance are, there are problems sucks. With the, there are problems with the entrance. Bell to uh, bell, Harry um, Cross is done. Oh, and pray. <laughs> I was laughing at this entrance. I was unironically laughing at this entrance. See, this was I'm seeing this entrance. I was mm. laughing at this entrance. I was like, what the fuck was this? This was <laughs> comical. This was pitiful. I'm like, who the fuck came up with this? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why? Why would you? This doesn't make the man look intimidating. And then the small crowd of wrestlers are chanting, fall and pray, fall and pray. That, that is, see, this is an entrance absolutely fit it, for the so crowd. It's so fucking dumb. It, it's, it's dumb as it is. It's, it's, it's an entrance I think the crowd would actually kind of get into. I don't know why, but I think the crowd would actually get into it. That's yeah, they get into it for all the wrong reasons because yeah. it's fucking dumb. I think the crowd. I think the once once the audience once the uh, audience can come back and actually watch WWE, I think that's the, the crowd's gonna get into it. I really do. I think they're they're actually going no, to get in into it, and it's, it's going to become dumb. it's gonna become a thing. I don't know why. I kind of agree. I'm more on your side on this. Of this not this entrance really isn't that good. The entrance, the theme song is fine. The other stuff not named. Make Carlos Pedrero look not sexy. How yeah. do you do that? that yeah, that's really hard to do. She. Ooh. She's fine. That's not what I said. She's hot. But Bell to Bell, let's uh, call Spade a Spade. Karrion Cross destroyed Tommaso Ciampa. This, this was, like I said with Velveteen, at no point in this match it looked like Trompa was actually going to win this match. He had maybe two moves of offense in said match. Cross destroyed him, and, and Cross really he put him to sleep. He didn't even uh, he didn't even pin him, or or Trompa didn't tap out or anything. He just put him to sleep by, by text by technical submission. So that was it was a wrap there. A uh, straight jacket, the uh, jacket hold, and then probably arguably the second best, if not the best match. Uh, and they they made the right decision. Having the three women, uh, Io, Rhea, and Charlotte, close the show uh, with his, with this triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship, they made the right decision to have those three close it. I think I'd close the show, and I think it was uh, it was very entertaining. I, I was really entertained from start to finish. I was, I was pretty on the same level as yeah. Battle Breeze. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm I'm on that four and a quarter kick uh, with, with these as well. Uh, it's Eos time to be NXT Women's Champion, and let's see where she could take it. I think it's uh, I think Charlotte's work and efforts of trying to put on the title and expose the title to different audiences, I think actually was a good job. I think it was perfectly fine uh, that, that Charlotte was able to just eyeballs on the set because Charlotte, Charlotte's mainstream, putting it on and, and putting it on, giving it more attention. I think it was perfectly fine. Charlotte, I think, did a pretty good job as NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I guess Rhea taking the pin because they're not going to have the, the Golden Goose in the women's division get uh, get pinned, but uh, but so often. Okay, fine. Rhea gets the pin, fine. Rhea still got a good amount of momentum. I'm sure Rhea will be back in the women's title picture soon enough. But EO was the right decision to win it. EO absolutely is the right decision to win the title. Uh, it, it's just her time. It's, it's just EO's time to take the title and run and, and just and just be the monster that she's been over the last, pretty much since her heel turn almost a year ago. 
So I'm good with this. I'm good. I'm perfectly good with EO winning the title. So all in all, an okay NXT takeover. Uh, the two matches that we that we both look at are a Ballad Priest and a Triple Threat. But all in all, an okay takeover. Yeah. So Dynamite. The show begins with with Chris Jericho entering to join commentary. This will come to play later. Um, FTR defeats Butcher and the Blade. This was pretty excellent, actually. This was a pretty good tag. Hardwood would hit Blade with a superplex, and Wheeler would um, immediately hit a top or splash for a near fall. Blade rolled up Hardwood for a two-gram Butcher tagged in. Butcher Blade hit Magic Killer. Magic Killer, you're not gay. Combination. The finish saw where on Hollywood hit the Goodnight Express, which is the Shatter Machine. Okay. Then they followed up with the Spike Pile Driver on the Blade for the pin. Then they had a little interview segment with the Young Bucks. Um... Saying the Bucks saying that they were the um, they've carried tag team wrestling for 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 the last fifteen years, and then FTR jumped the Bucks from behind. Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian ran in. Kenny Omega and Hangman based under then FTR. FTR and the Bucks cleared the ring. No, the butcher and the blade jumped the box from behind. Jimmy mm-hmm. Abbott, Kip Sabian ran in. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page sauntered in. FTR, Omega Page, and the box cleared the ring and the end of the segment. They're holding off on the ultimate destination, which is, of course, FTR and the box. The next match has been out before. They did a little segment with QT and the Natural Nightmares, Brandy Rhodes and Allie, saying, saying Allie won't be at ringside next week because she's a distraction because because she was wearing a Natural Nightmares jacket. Um, um, Penelope Ford. And Nyla Rose defeat Karushi and Chris Statlander. This was pretty good. Um, finish came where when Sheeta hit a knee strike on Rose, Sheeta hit the Falcon Arrow on Ford for a two count. Sabian grabbed Sheeta's ankle. Um, with the referee distracted, Sheeta threw the belt to Ford. Ford hit Sheeta with the belt and then. The Fisherman Suplex for the pen. And then we got Tony Hawk. I did. I was able to watch this, this little uh, segment with Tony Hawk and Darby Allen. I did see this. Yeah, this was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It actually was. Of Darby Allen trying to do Baker it. promo video. She said she faced more challenges than Big Swole or anyone else in AEW. And she's happy for to be a role model for anyone in AEW, but she needs to be respected. Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck Taylor defeat the Inner Circle. Um, 
the finish saw Cassie use the crucifixion on Ortiz. Um, and the inner circle layout. Cassidy, Jericho retrieves a bag of blood oranges. Um, Orange Cassidy gets blood busted open from the baseball bat shot from Jericho. They're obviously teasing a Jericho versus Cassidy match. Mm-hmm. And, and Jericho hits, hits, hits Cassidy with blood oranges. And Jericho said that blood orange Cassidy has been juiced. So that has been added to one of legendaries, one of Jericho's legendary lines. Jericho's got he's got lines for days. He really does. Um, and Shivani interviews MJF. MJF cutting an excellent promo. About being undefeated for two years, and yet somehow Jungle Boy gets a TNT shot last week. Um, I mean, he's got a case. I mean, he did beat Jungle Boy the last uh, pay per view, so he does have a beef. And MJF said he's the great white shark swimming in a pool of minnows. Billy Gunn interrupted and said he's a great white. MJF said he's shocked that Billy isn't trying to get. Another one of his worthless sons, a job. Billy grabbed MJF's wrist. Risk MJF called out, called for Wardlow. Wardlow intervened, and the angle ended. And then there was a package um, about Dark Order's attempts to recruit Cole Cabana, Sammy Guevara. Beats Cole Cabana, the Pentasol. Cole Cabana goes for Chicago Skyline. Cabana slipped on the ropes and then um, Guevara then hit the GTH for the pin. Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Birdie Lee then ended with the Dark Order. Then Lee helped Cabana from his feet and then left. And then Cabana probably. The heel tunnel, and then they, and then Guevara then demanded his music be played. I I just can't speak tonight. Holy <laughs> shit! Guevara said he's the best wrestler in AEW. Matt Hardy enters. Said he has no problem with Sammy. Sammy said he's the best. Has is the future and. He's the future, and it reminds him of a young Matt Hardy. Hardy says Sammy has potential, but he needs to get away from Jericho. Sammy said he can't trust Hardy because Hardy tried to kill him. And then Matt Hardy, that he would... Went from 2020 Matt to Matt's facts Matt to Damascus. And said he would eat and delete Sammy. That's Matt Hardy, everybody. <laughs> Joey Janela. Video package play. This was an interesting video package. Um, they're teasing a... Um, they're rehabbing the Joey Janela character. Okay. 
Um, Cabana entered Lee's dressing room. Next week it will be Philly versus MJF, Omega and Page versus the Natural Nightmares for the tag team titles, the TNT title match, Jericho and Guevara versus the Best Friends for a shot at the tag titles at Fighter Fest. And Young Bucks versus Havoc and Sabian. And then out to my best interviews, Moxley, Moxley gets confronted by Taz, and then Brian Cage attacks. And then Mark Quinn and Cody have a really good match. Um, Quinn goes for the shooting star press, Cody sidesteps, and then Cret. When crashes the mat, Cody catches him in an angle lock, and then Quinn taps. And they did an angle where where Jake Hager attacks Cody, um, and then Hardy, Hardy, um, Cassidy, Hardy and Cassidy and Quinn chase off Hager. And then the inner circle come down. Guevara and Santana Ortiz come down. And they have a big brawl to end the show. Good dynamite. Good dynamite. Okay. Okay. NXT, NXT had to follow up uh, TakeOver. They did, did some recaps. They recapped all the matches as they normally do with the backstage interviews. You kind of get the idea uh, as they do it. So the show starts with Adam Cole... Declaring himself the most dominant man in NXT, it's hard to disagree considering Cole's held the title for now 375 days. It's the first man to hold the NXT championship over a year, uh, keeping in uh, keeping in mind obviously Oscar's run uh, with the women's championship. So Cole cuts a promo. They 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 uh, plugged earlier in the day that Cole was going to fight Dexter Loomis in the main event this evening. Uh, Roddy Strong was absolutely shook the whole night. That the Loomis was, was lurking all around on his speed of era. And uh, he kind of was in the crowd, uh, the makeshift crowd, I guess, uh, throughout the entire segment, which was kind of hilarious. Roddy Strong, once he made eye contact with Loomis, absolutely split quick. He, he, he got ghost real fast and, and ran off the stage as the, as the segment ended. Uh, Gargano and Candice versus Keith Lee and Mia Yim. This was actually a pretty good match. This was actually a pretty good match from start to finish. Um... I would, I'd probably, I could argue this was better than the takeover match. Uh, and this was pretty, this was all four got, all four people got their stuff in. We saw some, uh, quality. The match kind of turned when Lee pounced Gargano and the momentum of Gargano took himself into Candace, which took himself into Mia. Mia kind of crashed off the boards, just eliminated her from the proceedings. And then Gargano tried to do one final heartbeat to Candace, to, uh, to Keith Lee, which he was successful. But Lee's weight landed on Candace. Lee weighs 340 pounds or so, so that was that took Candace out of commission. And while Keith Lee tried to be the gentleman here and take and remove Candace from the proceedings, Gargano rolled, rolled out Keith Lee and pinned him, and Gargano steals the win for him for him and his wife. Good match though. This is this is a this is a very this is a good match. Probably the best match of the evening. Uh, in this year, which from what I understand is Indian for for Indian Lions. But these two big dudes continue to go in as they dispose of uh, some local competition. Keep building them up. They look like they're going to be a solid team. This is a squash match. 
just keep building these boys up because these boys they're gonna be nice in due time. Let's see here. We got Brizango. We got a, a video of Brizango, and they're kind of admitting they had to be more serious. Yes, they do goofy stuff uh, from entrance ramp to bell, but they admit they even admit themselves they got to be better and got to be more serious when business begins. They're gonna have to be because next week they fight Imperium for the tag titles. They get their title shot after winning a number one contenders triple threat match with Undisputed Era and Lorcan and Birch um, last week. Next up, so it was a good, it was a good uh, video package, though. Cameron Grimes tried his hardest to get out of uh, fighting Finn Balor, as he already beaten him a couple weeks ago with a little bit of help from Damian Priest. This kind of started with uh, Grimes did a promo, did an interview with NXT um, earlier tonight, and then he mentioned Damian Priest, that Priest couldn't beat Balor, even though Grimes already did. Priest then shows up at the end of the interview and clocks him right in the face. So then Grimes tries to tries to fib that he had a broken jaw. And it turns out Grimes was obviously fibbing as Cameron was talking to some ladies uh, before his match. Regal and the referee caught him and basically ordered him to get ready for the match. And it turns out this was a good decision. Cam Grimes actually put up a very good fight against Ben Ballard one-on-one. Grimes brought his best. Unfortunately, it was not enough. As Ballard hit an inverted 19, uh, 1916, the coup de grace, and then the actual 1916 to get it done. But this was a good match for Cam Grimes. He actually did put up a very good fight against the former NXT champion. Fowler, immediately after said match, directed his attention towards Keith Lee, saying, all right, I've held a lot of titles in my career, but not the North American one. So he, he, wants, he wants Keith Lee. That should be a good match. Dakota God versus Katie Catanzaro. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, I should say. Decent match. There was no chicanery for Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, ultimately, it was the GTK, which is the go to kick. And for those who haven't seen it before, it is basically the GTS with exception of she kind of drops um, Lance back first. Kai does with with one of her knees up, her, her left knee kind of up into the chest of her opponent. But the right foot kicks her in the head. So that, that's, that's kind of a visual of the GTK, the go to kick. Uh, for uh, Dakota Kai. After the after the match, we got a little bit of stuff from uh, Kaden Carter, who came to kind of help, because this became a two-on-one situation after Dakota Kai made her intentions known that she wanted a piece of Io Shirai. Kaden Carter came out afterwards, and eventually um, Raquel Gonzalez uh, proved to be way too much for all parties for Kaden Carter and disposed of her with an inverted powerbomb so Carter and uh, so uh, Gonzalez and Kai stood tall at the end of the segment. And El Hijo de Fantasma was about to do an interview, and as it turns out, he got interrupted immediately by Drake Maverick. Maverick tried to show some love and said, "Okay, now that my head's free and clear, and I got my contract. Like he, he got his contract last week after he lost. He's like, okay, what would happen if my head is clear and we get to run it back? So it looked like." that uh, Fantasma agreed with it. Everything was cool. All right, they shook hands. Everything was going to be great. But then these two goons, and then the two goons who have been kind of showing up and in these masks and been attacking some of the Lucha, uh, some of the cruiserweights in the back, uh, in the parking lots and whatnot. So they came down to the ring. And it looked like this was going to be a two-on-two showdown. Well, two-on-two turned to three-on-one because Fantasma promptly turned around and Drake Maverick suddenly got triple teamed and promptly destroyed by all three parties involved. 
Phantasma hits a Michinoku driver, or the, the Phantom driver, and then the two men who have been masked men jumping everybody reveal themselves to being Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. I like both of these dudes, too, so I'm perfectly okay with this. This could be a very entertaining crew. And then the champion removed his own mask and truthfully revealed his identity as as Santos Escobar. And he says he claims to be completely untouchable. This was a really good reveal and a really good heel turn. I like this. I like the way they played this off and played this out the entire time. So this is going to be fun. I think with, with with these three as a crew. But, um, with Escobar, Wild, and Mendoza. I think this is going to be a pretty good crew. So I'm here. This was a very good reveal after these backstage attacks. This is going to be, I think this will be fun. And it builds the sympathetic angle for Maverick as Maverick's continuous climb to get the title continues to build and continues to build. And screams a takeover situation where Maverick finally beats Escobar and finally gets the payoff. So I think this is a really good build. Now to the main event of Loomis versus Cole. Not bad. It wasn't too bad. Loomis continued to troll in the in the last segment leading up to the main event, as he was leering, as he was kind of leering into the into the uh, the peephole of the door to undisputed eras uh, locker room area setup, and then the match itself happened, and it wasn't too bad for the most part. It was a straight up match until the very end, where it looked like Loomis was about to get the uh, was about to finish the deal with his submission hold, but. Uh, Instead, the, uh, the, the Katatani, I should say. But then Fish distracted the ref as he had the, the Katatani on him. Cole backed him into Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong cat, caught him in an Inseguri. By him, I mean Loomis. Last shot for Cole. One, two, three. Cole wins the match. Then Cole thinking, okay, I'm going to get some more verbal shots in. He starts to talk some trash to Loomis. Loomis basically rises from the dead and catches him with a Katatani until... Roddy Strong and Bobby Fish come back to uh, to make this a three on one scenario. Velveteen Dream would come out to uh, do his part and get the uh, get Strong and Fish away from the ring. Adam Cole physically remained relatively unscathed after the match, but then Scarlet comes out and Scarlet leaves a bit of a little bit of a message to uh, to Adam Cole in the form. Of Sands in an hourglass, leaving it in the form of an hourglass. And she flips it over, revealing Sands. Knowing full well the meaning is simple. Tick-tock. Time is coming for Karrion Cross to come after Cole in the NXT Championship. So it's obvious that Karrion Cross is going to be, is they're going all in with Cross. And an interest that neither of us really like very much at all. Even though bell to bell, Cross is a beast. The, the entrance itself, not good. That's NXT. But WWE's got some other business this weekend. From what happened tonight to what's going to have to happen at Backlash. Backlash is um, has been kind of obviously built up around Edge and Orton. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the show itself is going to begin. We got uh, Apollo Crews versus Andrade. Andrade won the triple threat match with Angel Garza and Kevin Owens on Raw. He actually pinned Garza. On uh, on Raw, so he's gonna get number one contender. He's, he's number one contender for the U.S. Championship. So we'll see him and, and Cruz run it back. They're run. They're one and one in their respect in their series. So we'll see them run it back and, and then kind of uh finish the series off, if you will. Bailey and Sasha won the women's tag team championships last Friday night on SmackDown. 
and the Iconics had already beaten Alexa and Nikki uh, previously, so in one-on-one matches with Nikki. So the three teams are going to fight in a triple threat match for the Women's Tag Team Championships that Bailey and Sasha uh, currently hold. Jeff Hardy's going to finally get his hands on Sheamus in a match, as uh, the, the, the whole car, the whole police angle was pretty bad a couple weeks ago. And Hardy and Sheamus have had some attacks, and they've attacked each other recently as well on SmackDown. And they're going to go at it one-on-one. Asuka versus Nia. Asuka had a really good match with Charlotte on Raw to end the show. Uh, and so then Nia got involved to kind of throw the, the result into Let It Be Murky. Charlotte Carter with a boot, Asuka with a boot to get the pin. Charlotte goes one-on-one and her back-to-back night to main events. And then Nia with the Samoa drop to, to finish the show off against Asuka. But we'll see Nia versus Asuka for the Women's Championship. Strowman versus Miz and Morrison for the Universal Championship. Uh, the, this build has been okay, I guess. Strowman on last Friday night on SmackDown uh, actually was the victim somewhat. Uh, with the target of some pranks by Miz and Morrison. They destroyed the windshield of Strowman's car. They tried to dump slime on her and stick on Kayla Braxton. And then uh, Strowman promptly tipped over the uh, the van that Miz and Morrison were kind of hiding in uh, the entire night. But they, he's going to fight them both in a 2-on-1 handicap match. The match I'm most looking forward to for this for this event is McIntyre versus Lashley. They've actually done a very good job of building this match up uh, between Drew and Bobby with using the Claymore, the Spear... And the uh, full Nelson that Lash is currently using as uh, as, as parts of the uh, parts of the story with these two uh, physical dudes. I'm looking forward to this match very much between McIntyre and Lashley. I'd like to see Lashley win, but I think McIntyre is going to be too much, and McIntyre retains. But this looks like it's going to be a very good match. And then the match that they've really built this whole pay per view around this whole greatest match ever situation between Edge and Randy Orton. I think they've overplayed this. I think they've overhyped this badly. I think they can have a decent match, but I think they're putting way too much attention on Edge and Randy. This absolutely is going to make the event the show. If it didn't, it'd be really, really sad. I'd have to think Edge wins and closes this out, but I, the way that they're, built, they're building this up, they're gassing this match up hard with Edge and Randy Orton. So that's Backlash coming up this Sunday. It should, I think it'll be a pretty good show, uh, but the match I'm looking forward to the most is Drew versus Bobby for the WWE Championship. The Coops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I have nothing to say on Backlash because I haven't I haven't watched anything. I'm tired. <laughs> My bad. I got distracted on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter always is a buzz. It always is a buzz. But Edge and Randy Orton is going to be bad. I'm very concerned. I'm very good. I, I don't want this match to completely suck. I, I really don't want this match to completely suck. I'm very concerned that it's going to suck. I I can I'm in agreement there. I just think they're putting way too much pressure. They're putting way too much pressure on these two dudes. Now, like like in their in their prime peak of powers at Jordan, yeah, they can go hard in the paint with it. They're 
nicer at Pika Powers, but neither of them are. And that's the part that concerns me. Although, Friday Night SmackDown having Dana Bryan versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. And I think one thing SmackDown has done, SmackDown's actually been very good with the wrestling. Yeah. So, so I think SmackDown with, with, uh, with wrestling has, has actually done a very good job over the last uh, month or so. They've had some good storylines. They've had some good hooks. The only crappy thing that hap- that's happening is, is Otis's Money in the Bank. But, uh, but other than that, it, it's been a pretty, I mean, not, they're, they're going all over with the Otis Manny Rose thing. Um, but other than that, SmackDown with actual wrestling has been good. So I think that that's what's, uh, we're getting Daniel versus, versus AJ. That should be a classic. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. That's yeah. on Friday. Yeah, it's, it's so played out at this point. I just want New Japan Pro Wrestling back. Well, don't worry. Y'all got to wait six more days. I only got to wait six more days. It's it's almost it's almost gonna be five days because it's almost eleven o'clock. So it's it's you only you only gotta wait that much longer. Uh, you 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 get you're gonna get your your brand of wrestling back your your favorite brand of wrestling uh, back. And you're gonna get it back very soon. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be weird watching it with no crowd. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is the crowd some part of it? The the crowd the crowd does make New Japan it gives New Japan the energy that 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 missing link of energy that 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 show needs. I think of the three of the three main companies, I think WWE needs the crowd the most. But I'm not sure. But I'd argue that New Japan may feed off of it the best. Yeah, I, I think that's the I think that's the, the which is what I've gathered from the three companies. And yeah, like like each each crowd has their has their quirks to it. Each crowd brings their own flair and like their own separate uh modes of energy to it. But I don't think any company feeds off their crowd better than New Japan does. Right. So I think that I think that's just this the thing that sticks out to me. WWE I think needs their crowd the most with like fan participation and some entrances that people would sing. And I think like AEW's AEW's crowd is certainly the loudest, but no one feeds off their crowd better than New Japan's. I mean, that's going to be the that's going to be the part that's missing for a little, for a while until everything kind of calms down. Yeah. But yeah. Twitter.com/djdkooks. Where you can find me. Mm-hmm. And where can people find you, Beast Mike? Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you can find me. I will obviously be tweeting about what goes, what's going to go down at Backlash this Sunday. Um, I've made it a thing to, to do the whole, uh, like, eating locally. And, like, if I'm going to uh, eat locally on Saturday or whatever, I usually do it on Saturdays, whatever I eat locally now. I'll continue to update where and kind of kind of give a shout out to those uh, restaurants I order from. Clearly, that worked last week on Facebook uh, with uh, Food from the Heart two weeks ago. Uh, the, uh, last week, that was turned out to be a, a very the the whole like social media blew up after I did that, so that was a good look there. But yeah, twitter.com slash Beast Mike's where you can find me. I will certainly be tweeting about backlash and talking about what's going on with, uh, with each match. And yeah, and. Black Lives Matter. Yes.